are back with our podcast, Thursday's Roundtable with Pastor Wes. What's up, guys? Pastor Matt. Hello. And myself, Daniel McGinty. We're so glad to have you guys joining with us for our podcast today. Today, we're going to be tackling the topic, the explosive topic of anger. Yes. We're going to go there. Get on your angry eyes. Get on your angry eyes. You know, we used to do this first world problem rants. Uh, today, we're going to start off with well, some of our pet peeves, and you can learn our secret but not-so-secret things that kind of get to us before you know pet it. Peeves. And then we're going to go into what does the Bible have to say about anger management. So, guys, let's catch up a little bit. How's, uh, how's fall feeling for you? It feels hot. It feels um, hot? It doesn't feel like fall. In the mornings, it feel, feels fine, but then it starts getting hot. Like, oh, is this ever going to get cooler? It's but. like it's such a tease. It's like a 30-degree <laughs> difference between the morning. Like, oh, man, I need a jacket when I go outside yeah. to play with the kids. And then, oh, it's, it's lunchtime, 91. and I wish I wore shorts. Yeah. I, I was smart today and wore shorts. So. Yes, you did. <laughs> okay. You're looking under the table. That's, that's getting weird. <laughs> yeah. Well. And you're still wearing your jacket. Kinda, yeah, because the office is cold. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of ventilation, air conditioning into my, into my office, so I, <laughs> uh, I, I gotta plan accordingly. Hey, do what you gotta do. All right, well, let's get right into it, Matt. I'm gonna start with you, man. And oh, okay. uh, so, yeah, you ready? Sure. So, what are what are two things? They're like pet peeves. They're so just, you know, infinitesimal. They're not that big of a deal, but you know, when they happen, it's like, oh, I just feel, <laughs> I just feel the blood start to boil. I know this is so dumb, but yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, to happen. So I was thinking about this this morning. Um, a couple things. Um, first of all, when things in your house um, just start breaking for no reason, like when you don't need them to break. Um, have or when happen. you need them, they start to break. Yes, exactly, and and that's that seems to have happened a couple different times lately. So, right, give us an example. Happened this morning. Okay, um, just having trouble with our with our the handle on our sink. It's it's not turning off. So, um, yeah, it just feels like there's been several things like that that have happened, and you know, limited warranties are awful things. Like you think, okay, this is under warranty. No, just that like particular, just that particular part's under warranty. It's uh, like, oh, okay, <laughs> so we got to get a new one, right? Um, so that, and uh, I was thinking about this the other day, like false advertising. Like you are excited that something is is going to happen. You're going to get it. You get to the store, and oh, we're out of that, or oh, we don't have that. Um, your substitution at Walmart is this. Wait, I don't want to pay like four dollars more for that right, brand, right? Um, and Walmart didn't used to do that. Like they used to, they used to replace it and substitute it and with something that may have been a little more. But now they're mm-hmm. they're charging you for it. So, yeah, I think false advertising, things that are uh, promoted that uh, either aren't there or they're promoted, like say to your kids, and they're like not kid appropriate. You know, mm-hmm. um, whether it be a movie or whether it be, uh, you know, just this this product, and it's like, why are you trying to market that? Especially to my a kids? movie you're really excited about, like, oh yeah, that'd be a real fun. Mo- oh, they had to just <laughs> they put that in there, and they got all the toys out for it. Like, but this isn't a kids movie <sighs> anyway. So makes me a little angry, but get it off your chest. It's off. You feel a little better. It's, it's out there. cathartic. It's good. Yeah, yep. I'm all good. right, man. You talk pet peeve. How about the fact that. Toy sections are lousy today, man. Yeah. Hey, I will say this: Walmart is stocked up their shelves, and they are ready for Christmas. Like they were looking pretty bare, you know, about a month ago. Now it's like, okay, you got toys on the shelves. You're ready for this. Well, Target's not there yet. No. Yeah. yeah. Way to go, Walmart. Yeah. 
Uh, pet peeves. I, I I think you know my my pet peeve probably number one is is smacking when eating food. I just. I mean like this. Yeah. I just can't. That was not a sound effect. That was Matt Downey's <laughs> own personal edition. It's my gum. It was. <laughs> Chewing gum during this podcast? <laughs> Is there a rule that I can't chew gum during the podcast? <laughs> just don't put it on the mic. What am I? In elementary school? Put again? it under your chair like a good youth pastor. No, I'm, I'm going to chew it. I just want smack. <laughs> No, yeah, I think uh, loud, loud chewing, smacking. You know, I just was. It was drilled into me as a kid. Keep mm-hmm. your mouth shut when you're eating food. I had that conversation with my daughter just this morning. Yeah, she'll do it on purpose just to mess with me. Yeah, like right in my ear, like sweetie, no. Yeah, like I will just, take. You will not eat until you learn how to do this. I, I don't. I don't need to audibly know that you're eating your food. <laughs> yeah. It's slash if you're across from me. I also don't need to visually know you're eating your food by right. seeing it move around. You hear it or see it. I'm the, the, the seafood joke is has run its course, hasn't it? Yeah. So what, what's what, what's your other one? Oh, that's probably. I mean, that's really the major one. I you know other pet peeves. I like to come and go. You know, I mean, you've always got the pet peeve of when you're in a hurry and you always end up behind the car that's going to drive ten under, or you always end up hitting every red light coming down six eighty five, or. Um, uh, yeah, home stuff. I mean, you know, oh, I'll, I'll tell you a pet peeve. A pet peeve of mine is when I find the stud and I drill the screw into the stud, but it doesn't go in without, like, mass chaos that splits the sheet rod. That, <laughs> yeah. Or you're that looking for the stud peeve. and you, you think you found it, but it's, like, not a stud. It's like something you're like, I just, it said there was a stud here and there's blank wall. Like, yeah, what's going on here? Curtains the other day. Yeah, uh, it's so Even bizarre. When my dad was here. I said, "Hey, hang on. Am I reading that like, this says there's a stud there, but yeah, there's no stud." And we were both like, "I don't know what it's reading." Then it's it, yeah, try it's crawling. Like, we tried to hang this chair from our ceiling in our playroom upstairs, and I could not find like a crossbeam to hang it from, and I had to end up crawling up in the attic and like drilling holes through the ceiling, like moving insulation away and like trying not to get a nail through my head from the ceiling just to see some kind of place where we can actually put this stinking chair hanging from the ceiling. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why chairs belong on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> this is free life lessons, y'all. Yes. Okay, this is just this is detrimental stuff. All right, well, thank you for sharing that. Now it's my turn to put my angry eyes on. Uh, my, my like, pet peeve, man, is when I can't find the remote when I'm like, I'm done with my chores end of the day. I mean, it was like 10 30, 11. We've been, Brooke and I've been doing laundry and dishes and taking care of stuff, whatever it was like, okay, now we can finally sit down and the remote is nowhere to be found. It's like, what am I going to fall asleep to? We've, we've been watching Pinocchio for the past five nights on Disney plus, and we keep falling asleep to it every night. I need something to help me fall asleep. You know, another episode on something on Hulu or whatever, or, or, or five Netflix. nights of watching this and it hasn't, you we, haven't we made fi- it through. We finally made it through just the other night. Like we'd watch it for like ten minutes. I mean, okay, so oh, so why is this out. worth our time? I don't know. I just felt like I had to, like like we need to watch this. It's Pinocchio. So it's like a singular movie. It's a movie, but it's just taking five days. Yeah, to we get just keep falling it. asleep in it. So. That's also a pet peeve of mine is when you got to like watch a movie in seventeen different parts and yeah, never get through. <laughs> or it's it. a pet peeve that Disney has to remake every single one of their animated movies. But you know, that's this is it, your thing. Well, this is your thing. You go. <laughs> that's you a go, whole different level of pet peeve right yeah. there. So not fighting the remote when I when I when I wanted because maybe the kids like hit it in some weird place. You know, it's like. Come on, guys. The other one is slow turners. Okay, you're like you're about to like you just you're you're going down the highway, and all of a sudden someone gets real slow. You're like, why why are they about to stop on the highway? 
you know, and they're like, they're, you realize they're starting to turn, but they didn't even have the blinker on. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, you're going to cause an accident. Like, I'm going to rear end you by accident because you're like, you, what, why is it so difficult to turn like at yeah. more than like 10 miles an hour? Um, that and like people who don't like speed up to get into the flow traffic onto the on ramp. It's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I'm absolutely dangerous. It's very dangerous. Yeah. Like, I've got to go to the flow of traffic and you are not. Going 35 on an on ramp is not the way to do it, people. It just, yeah. it isn't. Cut that off my chest. I feel a lot better. Wow. So now you know. If only y'all could feel the tension in the room. <laughs> no. Now that everybody's thick. Put it out there. It's now you know hey, our secret, secret water. Is that so okay? Secret. Am I allowed to have water on the podcast? You can do water You do gum? you. You do you. All right, all right. But you know your gum's going to turn like rock hard, though. <laughs> and that's a pet peeve, right? You're chewing gum, and also you're like really thirsty. If I drink the water, the then the gum turns is rock all the, hard. All the stick gum we all chewed as kids back in the day that act that the the covers look like it's going to be good and juicing and flavorful yeah. and the flavor's gone in five seconds. Yeah. Yep. AKA gum is, gum is a lie. Stripes. You've heard that cake <laughs> is a lie, but gum, gum is a lie. It has false promises. It's yeah. only good for like five seconds, five chews. All right. Well, that concludes our petty things. We might get into some more serious yeah, and that's things. That's a podcast. All right. And wrap, we're done. Yay. <laughs> Woo. Um, that's why we got these buttons. So we're going to transition to what does the Bible have to say about anger management? Wes, why don't you kind of get us kicked off into this? Yeah, we share, we share with you sometimes on the podcast. We, we might pull up something contemporary. Sometimes on the podcast we might look at a psalm or proverb. But sometimes we might take something from uh, a sermon and and break it down more. And so uh, a couple, not this past Sunday, but Sunday prior, we were, we were in James chapter 1 where he says, Be uh, quick to hear, be slow to speak, and be slow to anger. And then he, he starts about the, the anger of man doesn't accomplish the righteousness of God. And so it just brings up a chance to, there's there's a lot more uh, to be said there than what could be could be said in the sermon that Sunday. And so uh, we thought we'd just talk about anger. And, and, and the reality is all of us are living in a society of anger. Mm. Um, every, everywhere you look, you can't turn on a news channel without there being anger. You can't go on any form of social media without there being some kind of angry post. Um, just, I mean, just look at the increase of, of, and, and not even like um, deadly road rage, just just road rage, just people. Yeah. You can tell people driving people are hacked. At. There's just a culture of anger that is so pervasive, and and the reality is, all of us are going to have various issues or things that set us off, I mean, whether it be a you know goofy, lighthearted pet peeve or something serious. But living in a culture of anger, we, we better make sure we have a clear understanding because of of how God expects us, and a little bit of misnomer, not to manage our anger, but how He expects us to respond to it. Yeah, to respond with it. How, what does that look like? And um, all throughout Scripture, when it comes to anger and us as human beings, the overwhelming word in Scripture is that we should be cautious with anger. It's not that there's no place for anger. But that there is a caution because our anger, even when we're angry over something that is right to be angry about, it can so easily get flipped into something that is bitter and self-centered and self-driven. And so there's this word of caution. I mean, that's how I phrase it. Be quick to hear, be hesitant to speak, be cautious to anger. I mean, anger is such a powerful emotion, right? And so anything powerful with the treat with respect as something that could really be a double-edged sword. Uh, and more often than not, it's a sword that leads to destruction, right? Because yeah. in the hands of sinful people, uh, this emotion more often than not gets abused or leads to things that are destructive. And that's what we're going to kind of get into today. Um, Wes, is there 
some key passages that kind of point to the kind of perfect anger that God exhibits? Yeah, and I mean, you, th- you think of passages like John chapter 2 where Jesus goes in and, and clearly there is an anger in his, in his spirit uh, where he goes into the temple, he sees the temple being used for things that are not the worship of God, and he starts flipping tables and... You know, of course, the part we, 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 we flip tables, but he makes a whip and starts whipping. You know, it just it just would be quite. <laughs> he wasn't insane. messing around. Yeah, and uh, you tried. Can you try to think of like a modern equivalent of that today? Like, because I, I recognize like we are the temple, right? So, like, what what would be something that someone would do that would be like okay on the same caliber what Jesus did in the temple? Do you think? When 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 we're selling things and robbing people in our own hearts that we shouldn't be, and Jesus flips the temple of our hearts, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> No, I mean, you know, you, 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 could, you, you could imagine, you know, if you've ever been in college and, and it's it's uh, like a career fair or, um, you know, like at A&M, at, with MSC, you just have tables, different organizations, or at DBU, we'd have a big church fair. You can just imagine something busy, lots of tables, people passing stuff out, and Jesus just rampaging through, flipping stuff. And Yeah. Uh, Not that, that that kind of thing is bad. It's just like in a, if that was in the middle of work, people trying to worship and pray, or it was like distracting sure. people away from that. No, so uh, so, but here's kind of the tension in that is the reality is we also know that there is a kind of anger God exhibits that is a a settled disposition against anything that is sinful or evil. And so, if there's this extreme of one hand that any, if we're now in a culture where we're we're angry about everything, and I have a right to be angry about everything, I'm the victim, and I have a right to be angry at mm-hmm. anything and everything. You, uh, I, I saw somebody post on Instagram. It was a, it was a. Um, it was a, a Lego seller, and they give free keychains with orders over a certain purchase. And someone gave them a they they docked them a star because they didn't get the free keychain in the color they wanted. Oh, oh come on! <laughs> and and he was like, "Wait a minute! It's a free." And when you said you wanted a different color, I sent you it for free. Yeah, oh. that's a, you know. So on one hand, we've got this extreme of like I, anything and everything. It's a cloudy day, and I have a right to be angry at you because it's a cloudy day, and it's clearly your fault. Literally but, yelling at the clouds, yeah. angry man yelling at clouds. But the other extreme that I think sometimes can be a danger in the church is okay. There's this caution towards anger, which means don't ever be angry about anything. Yeah. Oh, someone's mm-hmm. someone's legitimately wronged you. Someone has committed an act of sin. Don't you be angry. You can't be angry at them. You can't be angry at the injustice yeah. in the world. And if we're not careful, it creates this, um, it, it, it maybe sounds and looks real good, kind of nice religion, but, but it ignores the fact that, no, actually, God does get angry at some things. And if we're going to share the heart of Christ and the mind of Christ, we should be angry at those things too. Yeah, our emotions should be, reflect the emotions of Christ. You know, I always like to use the phrase, I want my heart to beat this for the same things that the heart of Christ beats for. Yeah. You know, I want it, my emotions and my passions reflect his passions and to be aligned to that degree. You know, anger is one of those things that it's a hard emotion to really kind of redeem in some way sometimes because it is so powerful. Um, but we were talking, you know, before we did this podcast, we we're kind of talking through some stuff. There's a really interesting C.S. Lewis series called, um, what's well, a sci-fi series. And the second one is called Paralandra. And the concept is this scientist goes to Venus where it's like a new creation and it has a new Adam and Eve. And this like guy possessed by Satan is trying to tempt this new Eve into doing the same thing that happened on earth. And God sends this scientist to basically convince her to do the right thing. And he, he has this dialogue back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I realize this evil is not going to respond. It's not going to go away. And the only solution is to kill this evil being is this person possessed by the evil to make sure that he protects this Eve. 
and all of a sudden he feels this hatred for this evil. He feels this anger for this evil. And there's this quote in the book, and it says this by C.S. Lewis, the joy came from finding at last what hatred was made for. Because you realize this hatred, this anger was going to give him the ability to be courageous, to do something he didn't really have himself to do. He said it was like a boy finding an ax and realizing what it was for. And so he he picked up a rock and he he deals with you know, deals a fatal blow to this this evil possessed creature to protect Eve. But he wouldn't have been able to done it unless he had the same righteous anger and hatred to give him the fuel to do that and energy to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and I think what you find, I mean, Ephesians chapter a chapter. By the way, just side note, we're by by stating that we're not advocating that you should feel hatred for some person. Understand the illustration. Yeah, the, it, the uh, it's limited. The the limited application. What we're speaking is there's there's an evil, there's a sinfulness, and there's an anger that arises. What, what do you do with it? Ephesians chapter four says, "Be angry, and yet do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger, and don't give the devil an opportunity." Clearly, the implication from Paul is there are things you're going to feel angry by. Be angry, but be angry about the right things for the right reasons. But also, even in that anger, don't let that anger become a settled disposition of your heart that the sun goes down on. And in doing so, don't don't allow the enemy, even in a righteous anger, the opportunity to come in and twist that. Because that's what the enemy loves to do. He, he twists yeah. truth. Yeah. So if we can twist truth, he can easily deceive us with, hey, that righteous anger, let's let's twist it into a bitterness. Let's twist it into a hatred. Let's twist it into and what may have started appropriate can so... The reality is anger is going to be emotion you're going to feel when you stub your toe on the on the the uh, dining room leg chair it's going to be an, it's going to be something that rightly we ought to feel when we look at yeah. legitimate injustice in the world if you really read and dig into stories of things like the holocaust there should be a kind of anger as a believer there should be a kind of anger that in many instances like that Many churches just sat by and said, ah, "We're not going to open our mouth. We're not going to do anything. We're not." Yeah. That should the, there's there's a healthy place for anger. Anger is simply an emotion. The question yeah. is, what do we do with it? Yeah. How do we respond? So, on a practical level, Matt, kick us off here a little bit. How how do we respond? Yeah, I think uh, the important place to start is um, kind of confessing where where that's coming from. Um, so, where why are why are you so angry? Um, and is is the source of your anger is that legitimate? And um, I think coming before God and 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 just it, the hard thing with anger is that in the moment, right? Like you're you're not thinking straight because <laughs> you're you're so angry that every every emotion you're feeling wants to come out, um, and sometimes you you get it out and you let it out on the wrong people. Yeah. The people that it's not even directed towards, but you you say something, you do something you shouldn't, and you have to you have to confess before God, but also you have to go back to those people and say, I'm really sorry for how I handled that. Um, yeah. you know, and I I have to do that with my family. I have to do that with friends, you know, where yeah. I, I come back and uh after I've confessed that before God, just to say, I, I'm sorry for how I responded. I'm sorry that um I I took that out on you and um, it wasn't warranted or even, even if it, it, it was warranted, you know, I may not have handled it the way that I should have. And, uh, happens even to us, right? Sure. You know, yeah. And, <laughs> and that's powerful. You, you shared a story yesterday about, uh, one of your kids being in the wrong, but you, you responded a little overbearing in it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting that you share that from perspective as a dad, because one of the things I remember as a kid is a night where I was being an absolute fool messing with my sister <laughs> yeah. absolutely stirring her to anger and things and it had been going on all day 
mom was worn out and, and I just last straw and that I, I mean I was guilty as guilty can be yeah and dad came in and he laid the hammer down on me yeah and I remember going and he was really he just was done yeah and that very much got me and I so I was brushing my teeth well he came back about five minutes later and said okay hey just like what you did Wes what you did was wrong but I did not treat you well and how angry I got over it. And here's what's crazy about that to me is uh, uh, that still stands out as a memory, which yeah. means there is power. Just as a side note, when you do overstep bounds in anger, please apologize. Like yeah, the scripture's clear about that. If you've wronged somebody, go, there's power in that. So, yeah, I mean, just add to it. We can't be perfect parents, that. but we can at least try to eat crow yeah, and and model to our kids, hey, when we fail, we need to come to you for forgiveness too. Well, and that's why it's you know. so important to to um, be filled with the Spirit, um, to be at a, and at the end of the day, it's hard. You know, it's hard after a long day, but um, you, we need to um, we need to be operating out of the Spirit so that um, it's a lot harder for the flesh to take over. You know, when when we're walking with God and staying close to God, um, those little things that may set us off, you know, um, the Spirit checks us, and we're like, okay. I'm not, I don't need to respond to that. But then other times where we are tired or, or we're not close to God, that's when we overreact and yeah. that's when we yeah. take it out. on. And, and that's why it's, it's so important to um, maintain a, a walk with Christ each day where you're allowing him to just permeate every fiber of your being so that yeah. when you respond. Um, and sometimes you know, it's something really unexpected. It's not even personal. I mean, I have yeah. this, you know, you talk about your dad. I remember, my dad modeling that to me too. I remember working on some kind of project. Maybe it was in middle school, maybe elementary, I don't know. But he was literally hammering something with a nail and hit the wrong nail, like hit his finger and like dropped a bad word. And he immediately apologized and said, this hurts like, yeah. <laughs> like, like a dinger. And like, he, but he still apologized. You know, like he was frustrated. He was angry and says, and he shouldn't have said, but he still came forward and said, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, and um, and I think confession one, it it pulls it out of us, and it gives it back to God. Yeah, you know. Well, and I think obviously there's confession to the Lord. There's confession to others asking for. Yeah. It. But I think part of con that confession point, as we were talking through it in prep, part of that is also as as we get angry, as we experience anger, um, it, it's it's in conjunction with the Holy Spirit looking within and going, okay, what, what, why, why is this tripping me up? I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. Hey, you bang your thumb with a hammer and you feel anger could have hit it. Uh, it's that's obvious. That's a gut response. It's gut response. And, and, and we might call that, that's, that's an outburst of anger where we're really in that passage in John, the word used there is less the outburst of anger. It's the, something has happened. I am angry and I, and I, and I, and I lay that in, I put that anger down and then I get some more. I keep, I keep adding to it and it keeps this growing internally. Yeah. Part of it is we need to look at, okay, why, why does that make me angry? Is 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 there some hurt from my past that mm -hmm. this this is? I hate to use the buzzword trigger, but that this triggers that this pulls yeah, up. It's a raw point, and you know, it, did, did this person who who did this who made me angry were they intending to do that, or 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 is it just hey that that brings up this wound? But and, I think the wound is a great illustration because let's say I poke you in the arm, you're like that didn't hurt me. But if you have an open sword, I poke you in that sort of the same yeah. force. It's going to hurt like unbelievably. And sometimes those hurts, those previous hurts, people might be like, eh, I just feel like they're just poking, but they don't realize they're pushing like a serious raw yeah. point. I mean, I, I recognize in my own life, there's, there are times when I will, I will 
either either feel a sense of anger or or maybe a sense of uh, uneasy anxiety that the truth be told you know some, something will happen someone um um maybe someone asks a favor hey can you do blank and all of a sudden i find myself getting angry about it and what is well ultimately it's not because they did anything wrong it's not because their request was wrong it's because somehow that goes back to a wound back here where somewhere along the way in ministry someone was really snarky and said something and okay then i've got to go back and go okay so let me look and say no really really what hurts is this back here Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit, let's, I, I need you to help work through to bring healing to, and, and maybe part of that too is as you look within, if you're, if you're listening to this today, as you look within, part of that is also get help. Yeah. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, but also get help in terms of brothers and sisters. This is why local church community is so important. Hey, Matt, hey, McGinty, here's, th- this, this is, this is hurting and I just need, I need to share, talk through it. Can you help me think through this? Can we process mm-hmm. her? Or maybe it's something big enough that you go, actually, I really need to pursue some, some actual, Counseling. I mean, yeah. get help. Walk, walk through that. There's there's different reasons. So, so our, our first step was confess our source of the anger or justification for letting it fester, right? Yep. Because sometimes we're like, I, I, I want to hold on to this. I've got reasons for this. I, I was wronged. The second step is give our hurt to God, which is what we've been talking about, and anticipate his redemption. Like yeah. when we give a hurt to God, we know that he is going to heal us and he's going to take that hurt and use it for some kind of good. I mean, I just had this interesting conversation just yesterday with a buddy of mine I was supposed to have lunch with, but it didn't work out. Um, and we went to school with, um, and he, man, he has been through the ringer in his life. And, but God is using it in some amazing ways. And I just like this famous speaker doing these things all over the world and um, just incredibly proud of him how he has just seen God at work in his life and has used his horrible experiences and is giving that hurt to God now, discovering who he is in him and using that to encourage other people to experience healing. And it's just, God will use it. God will redeem it. Um, so Matt, what's, what would you, and there's some good passages here. Genesis, uh, 50, 20, Matt, you want to read that for us? Give some it. context. Do you have it? It's right here. Yeah, I've oh. got it. It's, it's, uh, obviously Joseph as, as for you, you meant evil against one. me, but oh, God meant it for good to bring about many people that many people should be kept alive as they are today. And then you also put Psalm one forty five eight: the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, which is part, part of our reason for giving hurts to God being hesitant or cautious to anger is looking at that's that's God's own character. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, no, no one has wronged us in the same way that uh, we as as humankind <laughs> have wronged God and yeah. specifically wronged Christ. And we cannot one up a, him in that department. Yeah, a slowness to anger, and we need to remember that forgiveness is a command. But I think the distinction, maybe Matt, this is where you want to go, is forgiveness does not mean um, um, forgiveness does not mean that whatever the offense or hurt was is invalid. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's okay. And sometimes that's how we, you, you, you know, you're hurt and, and and you're angry. You know, someone, someone has egregiously, someone has murdered your family member and you feel angry towards them. Mm, you, you need to let that go. Well, uh, wait a minute. This, this is, but no forgiveness. Forgiveness is not necessarily saying the hurt isn't real as if it were. Now we're just going to explain it away. It's, yeah. it's something different. Well, and you mentioned earlier the, the whole thing with the, the sore and, and poking at the sore. Um, you know, sometimes that can be the, the person that you lash out on. You're lashing out after they've done something, but that something was on top of all the things that maybe they've done that you just haven't really gotten that out. You haven't yeah. really, you haven't really allowed them to know that these are the things that have 
really just frustrated me. This this thing I'm responding to this was this was kind of the icing on the cake. But you know, when that person is the is the cause of of all these things, and coming to the place where you confess that before God, but also you know that you're you're giving that hurt over, and you're so sharing with the person, but also um, giving that to God and saying, God, you know, this is. I responded in, in the way that that I, I did, but really, I, I need your help. I need you to to help me to respond in the way that I should. And um, you know, thinking back again, and I have to do this often. Thinking back to all the stuff that God puts up with, as far as I'm concerned, you know, yeah. and how loving and gracious He is to me, and and wanting to um, wanting to to be like that, and yeah. um, realizing that. I'm not, but I strive for that. And the only way I can do that is is through God's power and God's strength. Yeah. So speaking of God's power and God's strength, Matt, what we just what's like our third step in this response that we have here? Yeah, so this is uh leaving room for God's wrath. And um in that what we mean by that is uh allowing God to be the one to bring justice. Um if someone has has truly wronged you, the temptation is that you know, this is my, my anger is my weapon and I'm going to use this, Mm -hmm. um, to get back at them for what they did to me. And, um, that is when you cross the line. Yes, you're you're right to be angry over that. But when you cross the line and, you know, you want to take matters into your own hands and you want to be the one to bring justice. Um, and that's, you know, a, a conversation is, is one thing. A confrontation is, is even one thing, but, going a step beyond that and, and wanting to do everything you can to um, let that person know how angry you are and vent for the whole world to hear. And that's, that's a lot of times where we struggle, where we mess up with our, our anger is that we, we do it publicly. Uh, we, we do it for, for other people to hear when it needs to be private, yeah. to confront that person privately and deal with that and um, be re- offer redemption and forgiveness. But Leave room for God to be the one. If, a lot of times we won't get the apology we want, right? Yeah. We won't. Yeah. Um, we won't get what we want to get from that person, and so we confess our part in that, and then we leave room for God to to deal with it. And, and it's hard to, to do the right thing oh, when you're angry. Absolutely. You know, sometimes it's like, okay, I need to recuse myself from this. I don't know if I can make the right judgment call in this particular situation. I've done all that I should do and can do. I'm going to leave God with the rest. Yeah. Because I, I know I've been in a situation that was really hurtful and really destructive and harmful for a whole family in the tur- context of the church. And there was all kinds of things that went through my head of like things I wanted to do. I'm just being straight up real. And it was every time I think I'm like, okay, is this what Christ would do? Is this how he, I feel justified in my anger to do this and what they're doing to us and doing to our family? Uh, just for not this church. Um, <laughs> but it's still, there's still points of that that hurts today. There's still points of that I have to give to God where it comes back up. It's like, God, you will make this right one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've already seen that to some extent, some of the people involved in what has happened, you know, but God will make everything right one day. And yeah, I have to leave the, it to him. The trust reality him. is, and I'm going to try to put, I want to put some, some, uh, tire, rubber to the road here. Um, you know, I, when I was in college ministry, we, we, we would unfortunately deal with students who were raped. Um, obviously primarily female students um, who were raped by, by saying forgive and leave room for God's wrath. What we don't mean is you were just raped. So don't do anything about it. Yeah. Not That's what we're not saying. what we mean. There are very much wrongs that you will incur that 
should rightly make you angry that you, the right response so as a young lady would come to us this is what happened to me i was assaulted i was raped i was this the very first thing is okay we want to get you to a rape kit at a hospital you need to press charges you need to right like that's not to go well, i'm just gonna leave room for God. no no no. God, like god does expect us to act justly and has given us yes. various means of justice you need to go through those what we're talking about by leave room for god's justice there are some situations you're going to find yourself in i think of a situation in the context uh, of people where um, there was an individual who said dishonest things and biblically I was in the position where it was right for me to confront that person and we walked through the biblical steps to confront but then beyond that confrontation there there was nothing more that I could do, do more. Yeah. Ex- unless I were to cross lines that would be wrong for me to cross right and so in that know place, I have to then go, okay, Lord, I'm going to lay this into your hands. And this is what you see all over the place in the book of Psalms, especially with David. And we we always kind of laugh about him or make jokes about him. We're hesitant. The imprecatory Psalms, you know, where David is, God, cut him off from the land of the living. And <laughs> But here's a simple point. Part of giving it over to God is as a believer, we should be praying for God's justice to be carried out. Yeah. In fact, I sometimes wonder if the reason in society we don't see more justice is because we as believers are so fearful of praying and precatory type prayers. Now, again, cautious to anger. You better make sure the prayers being because James is going to talk about that in a couple of weeks here, church family, where he says, you want to know why God didn't answer your prayer? Because you're asking with selfish motives, with evil yeah. intent. Mm-hmm. With So I'm not just saying willy-nilly go pray in precatory psalms, but but praying for God's justice is a part of of leaving room as Romans, as, as Romans 12 mentioned, don't, don't uh, avenge yourselves, leave room for his wrath. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. I will repay. The Lord will make it all clear in time. And that's hard. And that's where then the path of forgiveness is not this doesn't matter. The path of forgiveness is I recognize this is a real hurt and you really wronged, but as Christ has forgiven me, I will not hold this against you, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to trust you or forgiveness doesn't mean validating the sin. Forgiveness means not holding on to it. And as you share that, I, I think of, you know, we talked about trivial things that make us angry, but one of the things that genuinely makes me angry is injustice in, 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 in seeing what's happening in our world and seeing, um, people taking, being taken advantage of and, mm-hmm. and, um, even just things in government, um, not being done the right way or, you know, when kids are victimized and it's, it's, it really just, it's frustrating. You're like, okay, I, I, I can pray against that. I can, I can fight. I can, I can look for organizations that are doing something about this and join the fight, give to that cause. Um, but at some point, you know, there's there's only so much you can do where you have to leave it to God. You have to leave it to God to to bring justice. But it it's hard. I, I hate it when I hate it when I feel like um like kids are being victimized or like we're being lied to, you know, when, when we hear things and uh just that kind of injustice where with the news and, and you're you're hearing this and you're just like, ah, oh, that's so that's so frustrating because that's just not true. And getting angry about, but saying, "Okay, God, you know what's going on, and I, I'm going to pray just like you said. I'm going to I'm going to pray that you will, you will bring justice, and that you will expose truth, and that you will open people's eyes to what's happening here." And that's and so. And that's a perfect segue to the fourth kind of response here: is return good for evil, or mm-hmm. don't repay evil. With, with evil, evil right? Yeah. And we mm-hmm. see something injustice. It is a temptation, and someone's hurt us to hurt them back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the solution 
you know, is to turn the other cheek. And that doesn't mean ignore if something truly is wrong. You handle the situation. But when it comes to like avenging yourself, when it comes to like, they hurt me and I want to hurt them back, Christ's response is no. You know, repay, conquer well, evil with good. And there's challenging the right words. Thing. I think sometimes we struggle with the let's stand for justice, let's speak up, let's pray for God's justice. We struggle with that. At the same time, especially if you've been one who's been hurt deeply, there can be a tendency, like we said, that that can go deeper and you can go, well, I want just sock it to the man. I want him to get yeah. what's coming. And we can miss the other part of that, which is also valid, which is Jesus died on a cross. And as he's on the cross, bearing eternal hell for our sin, also undergoing the physical torment, what does he say? Father, forgive them. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, if you really study the history of the church and you look at brothers and sisters of ours who have been brutally murdered mm. for their faith, and you listen to them going to their death, telling their killers, I love you in Jesus' name. Would you please know the gospel? And and, and I forgive you. And, I, and here's the, early, the other reality. While on one hand, the transformation of Christ should cause us to desire justice, it should also cause an unbelievable love that is also willing to turn the cheek to a lost world, not to repay evil with evil, but to repay evil with yeah. good, mm -hmm. and who looks at one who would take my life and say, I love you. Uh, I'm... Uh, I mean, there, there's there's a real there's a real tension there, and the only way to navigate that is to walk yeah. by the power of the Spirit and allow Him to produce the fruit in our life. But there's a, a real reality there yeah. that as believers, we can't just be known. We should be angry at injustice, but we should not only be known for our anger. We should be known more than anything for our love. For our love. True. And part of this goes to if you don't want to feel angry about something, don't want to hold on to that hurt, part of giving up that hurt is to do something that's the opposite of what fuels that hurt, right? If you're hurt, you want to like lash back out. But if you choose to love on that person that hurt you, to forgive them, that's going to transform the the what's feeding the anger to some extent. Yeah. And, you, and, I'm sorry. I mean, cut you off. Go ahead. No, it's okay. So if you want to change how you're feeling, don't wait for your feelings to change. Change your behavior. It's like saying, hey, I want a heart for service. I'm going to wait till I have a heart for service before I start serving. No, if you want a heart for service, start serving. And as serving, you God will give you a heart for that. And it, sometimes we put the cart for the horse. And really, God's given us, like, do it, and God will use and, it and to some, transform And some you. of that doing may, in fact, I mean, Jesus says, love your enemies, but he also says, pray for those who persecute you. I was about to so say some that. Some of that doing may be maybe not so much an action you can take. So take the things coming. If you're frustrated about stuff going on, government, politics, things like that, well, there, I don't know how much good tangibly, I mean, we're, we're very removed no, from all that, Yeah, yeah. but I can absolutely pray. And as I pray for people that, that frustrate me, that anger me, I can also pray, Lord, may they know your kindness. True. Lord, may your grace fa fall upon them in a way that, that causes them to see me. You know, I mean, there's also that reality that part of the doing, the action may simply be prayer. True. Well, we know that when we pray that it, it, we're praying for God to change things, but a lot of times what God does is change us. Yeah. And that's we're frustrated and, and you know, we can still be frustrated, but as you're, and there's a reason Jesus said to, to pray for your enemies, because as you're, as you're, you have all these thoughts for them, uh, against them, Jesus is telling you to pray. And in that you're having to come to a place where, you know, again, you leave room for God's wrath, but you're also giving that over to God and you're, yeah. you're asking for God's love to be greater than the, the hatred that you feel. So, 
Yeah, no, I'm, uh, no, uh, completely. And so, so if, if in all this, we've been talking about how we respond to anger, we confess, we, we give a hurt, we, we look for his redemption, we leave room for his justice, we return, we don't return evil for evil, but evil with good. Then, then, then real quick, before I was, was kind of wrap up the podcast, just, what I'm going to do this, I'm, I'm going to just read these, these yeah, couple steps off quickly. and then, and then, uh, and then it, you guys, any, any response you want to give, how do we then take, that's how we respond to our anger. So someone's done something, we feel angry. Here's how we initially respond to anger. Now, how do we go and, and deal with the person? Yeah. And what are you uh, doing? People hack us off with the interpersonal stuff. Yeah. And so after we've, you know, kind of done this internal response with our own anger, we, if we're done with the person, we need to communicate honestly mm-hmm. and speak the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we need to act, act before, before the anger builds up and reaches a critical mass. Like don't, don't, don't just put it off. Don't just, if there's something that needs to happen, act. Um, we need to go after the problem and not the person. Yeah. And that's vital. My, uh, one of the statements that is in my family, it's uh, my granddad says all the time he got from his dad. Be kind to everybody. Everybody's having a hard time. Sorry, I accidentally hit the crickets button. (laughs) Not intentional. (laughs) Be kind to everybody. Everybody's having a hard time. And part of that point is uh, when you're dealing with a person, you don't go after and vilify the person in that confrontation. No ad hominem attacks. You deal with the issue because we love the person. We're dealing with the issue uh, that's there and then react slowly but deliberately. Uh, yeah. So again, I just driving at that cautious, that rather than letting anger just drive to kind of an irrationality and kind of the picture in our mind of someone with a baseball bat in a china closet. Okay, we've we've got this anger. This anger is here, and, and I, I I can think of I can think of a couple specific places in my life where there, a person did something that was clearly wrong. There was very much a response of anger. Uh, it, it, it brought up anger, and 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 what I need, okay, I need to just I need to respond rightly to this. I need to give some space, give some time. It accounts ten. But then in doing that, realizing, okay, there is actually a real issue here that needs to be addressed. I'm the one that God's placed in the position to have to address it in this in this instance. So I contact that person, set up an opportunity to meet. Um, part of how, part of in, in some of those moments how I've known, hey, this is okay, is when I've seen that person, my response internally has not been, Ugh. it's been, oh, just a sorrow that we're even having to have this conversation. Yeah. Then you'd have that conversation, but that conversation, you treat the person well, you treat them with respect, they're not demeaning, and you deal with the problem Yeah, and, and, and not go after the other. And this is really hard to do sometimes as parents, because sometimes the problems are very, they, they compound very quickly with your kids. It's like, okay, one kid just disrespected you, and it's like, oh man, you just push that raw button, like I feel my blood boiling. Okay, I'll take a second to take a deep breath and I'll address them with respect and tell them what they did wrong and we'll handle it with the consequence or something. But if they do something wrong and then 10 seconds later, another kid's doing something else they're not supposed to be doing and then you don't even have a second just to chill down and calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like the third kid and the fourth kid are all doing separate things they're not supposed to do and all of a sudden you feel like your head's spinning like the poltergeist. Like, okay, I can't calm down and just chill out and deal with these issues one by one. So, okay, I just need to step back. Guys, I'm gonna deal with these problems in a second, but Y'all making daddy's head spin. And I've got to just take it. I got to react slowly because the tendencies want to put out fires real fast. Like, okay, you stop doing that. You stop doing that. You, you know, all of a sudden, like, you're not handling things. I'm not handling things well. And I've had to tell Brooke sometimes, okay, Brooke, it's compounding. Like, it's like multiple kids are doing bad things. I'm not going to handle this well. I'm tagging you. You're in, you know? Or, well, you know, sometimes I'll come home and Brooke will be like, hey, the kids are just going nuts. 
I need you to step in. Like, okay, welcome home. And you know, I'll have to be the one to deal with the problem because I'm coming, you know, I've been at a quiet office all day. I'm not having to be, you know, homeschooling them all day and getting to do things and cooperate. And so more willing and happy to do that. Uh, but knowing that that reacts slowly is not always easy to do, but oh man, it is so key. Yeah. Matt, you got anything else you want to tag there? No, that's, that's good. I, I, I was just thinking this morning, I, I, I reading through the story of Nehemiah and uh, I've, I've read through the Bible several times, but there's something this morning that I just, it really struck me um, this whole thing of righteous anger. And uh, I guess I just missed this. It was, you think about Nehemiah building the wall around Jerusalem and there's a part at the end where, um, you know, that they're allowing uh, sellers to come in on the Sabbath and Nehemiah gets, gets frustrated and closes, closes off the, the temple gates. And there just comes a point where he responds and he he begins hitting people and pulling. It says Bible says he pulled out their beards. What? He just how did I miss uh, this story? over <laughs> over just righteousness and 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 uh, wanting wanting to protect the temple, um, God's dwelling place, and um, I, and in that you know we're not we're not told that God was. I think God was pleased with the righteous anger, but God wasn't. Yeah, I don't know that God was pleased with everything that Nehemiah did, but just in reading that and thinking how awesome that we now, you know, we have the Holy Spirit living within us. Yeah. You know, um, Nehemiah didn't didn't have that. I mean, the, the Spirit, you know, gave him courage to, to help him do the tasks that needed to be done, but he didn't have the Spirit like we do, uh, the Holy Spirit living within us day after day, time after, and just to be able to respond differently um, to anger. And, um, you know, that's, that's the thing is that we we have the Holy Spirit of God living in us, helping us to live like Him, but yet we still contend with the flesh. Absolutely, and it's a daily battle, but it is um, it's a battle that that we can win. But we have to continually surrender um, our our flesh and and pray that God just helps us moment by moment to respond the way that He would uh, want us to respond. And so, well, part of that yeah. response is going to be praying for wisdom and praying for moves. So, Matt, give us some some prayer points. Yeah, I would, um, I would just encourage you guys as, as you're, uh, as we're wrapping up today, um, just know that we, uh, are humans like you are. And so we're, we're navigating this as well, but I would just, uh, encourage you, um, today as, as you go throughout your day to pray that, uh, God would fill you with this Holy Spirit, Lord, that, that he would just fill you and, and allow you to uh, respond to life uh, out of the overflow of the Spirit. There will be things that, that frustrate you, but just pray that God gives you wisdom uh, to know how to navigate those things. Pray that God would um, help you to respond uh, in the Spirit and not in the flesh. And uh, pray that God would help you to 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 know the things maybe that are triggers for you and, uh, to, um, you know, to, to go into those things, um, knowing that, that you need to be careful and knowing that you need God's help and God's strength in that. And when you have blown it, um, confessing that before God and just saying, God, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you saw what happened. You know what I did. I confess that before you and then being willing to go to that person and to make it right. And, yeah. um, to just that God would give you the courage to do that and to um, to eat crow and to go and to to uh, apologize for any offense that you've caused. And so, um, and in light of praying for the Spirit's yeah. help, I would also just add to pray that God would give you a supernatural calmness and peace 
in situations that you know typically make cause you to be frustrated, cause you to be to, to get the anger boiling. And you know, for me, sometimes it's chaotic situations. I know, okay, in this chaos, I need God's peace so I can think straightly and not get frustrated. Yeah. Um, or, or you just you need to think, okay, what what is it that's setting me off? If I need more rest, if I need yeah. to take better care of myself, pray for um, solutions. Solution, yeah, yeah. So it's good. Yeah. All righty. Well, hopefully you got something practical today. We all are living in a society of anger, and I think there's all things that that cause us anger, but we got to know how to respond rightly to it and know the difference between anger, which is truly just, and anger, which is just our personal pet peeves, and we need to eat a piece of humble pie and get over. So, <laughs> yeah, I like pie. <laughs> if you got questions, feel free to contact us. You can hit the various links and, yep. and reach out digitally. If church family you can catch us in the hall on Sunday or on Wednesday, or you can just come by the church office any day of the week, but feel free to reach out and contact us. Hit that subscribe button. Sharing is caring. Hey, we do this to encourage you with being personal and being practical and to equip you to follow Jesus, to learn more about who he is and why it matters. So please, if this really has benefited you, please share it on Facebook or wherever you, you like to share things. Text it to a friend and maybe it'll encourage them as well. So until next time, thanks for joining us and we will see you on our next episode. See you next time. Bye. Bye.